Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Something Something Dragons podcast, a part of the Untold Stories Project. I'm your host and game master, Aaron. This show is a passion project for the girls, and they were very excited to get started on it. As a result, these early episodes were recorded before we had a sense of what our best way to record would be. The first six episodes do serve as a prelude to the adventure path we'll be playing. So, if the audio quality bugs you, go ahead and jump in at episode 7, where we start the Carrion Crown Adventure Path. We got a handle on our recording around episode 6, and we promise it will only get better from there. In the meantime, let's go ahead and jump in. Something Something Dragons, Episode 5, University. And welcome to the fifth episode of the Something Something Dragons podcast, a part of the Untold Stories Project. I am your host and game master, Aaron Einhorn. With me today are our players, who we'll introduce in a moment. We're going to be playing Pathfinder 1st Edition from Paizo Publishing. Eventually, we're going to be starting the Carrion Crown Adventure Path, but before we get there, we're starting off with a series of linked quests that were released for Pathfinder Society play. These quests are going to serve as backstory for the characters and help establish their relationship with Professor Lorimore when we begin the adventure path. Now you might be asking yourself, how does playing Pathfinder fit into the mission of the Untold Stories project? Since fantasy role-playing games, especially those that descend from D&D, are probably the most told stories in gaming. Well, in our case, what is untold is a who will be telling our stories, because our players are all teenage girls who are entering their last year of middle school. Say hello, heroes! Hello! Hello! Hey! Hello! Because of privacy concerns, we're going to be refraining from using our players' real names on this podcast, and when we're not referring to them by character names, we'll be using the nicknames Red, Blue, Green, and Yellow, which coincidentally matches the color of their tokens in Roll20, which is how we're playing this game because we are still in a post-COVID world. Now, if each of our heroes will introduce their characters again, that would be fantastic. Hi, okay. Yes, he is. Hi, I'm Yellow. My character is Lyris, uh, who is a Kitsune. I think it's pronounced like that. Sure. Anyway, and uh, I'm a rogue, so yay! Yeah. And finally, last but not least... Hi, I am Red. My character is Zafa. She is a Nakaji sorcerer. Now, one last message before we get started. The world of Galarian is one where people come in all shapes, sizes, sexual identities, and colors, and that is a message we should all be able to get behind. At the Untold Stories Project, we believe that Black Lives Matter, and we stand against oppression and inequality of all types. When last we saw our heroes, they had continued their series of errands for Professor Lorimore, <laughs> which they are so thrilled about. Yeah, so thrilled about. Not at all, because... Oh, the ghosts. No, not at all. Yep. I mm. have old enough to need us to do it. Like, he could, he could at least throw a punch. He? He looks like he could easily kick my butt. Hey, he fired his crossbow when you guys were in several encounters back. Yeah, that's true. But he missed drastically. <laughs> he missed on, like, a five. Regardless, the last time we saw them, you had investigated a cave that was supposed to have information that had been tied to an old Kellish uh, worship, uh, where you had sealed off a group of Morlocks from coming up out of the ground and eating people. One that almost knocked me out of the sky. Morlocks. Morlocks. Let me feed them. I don't know what those are. It wanted to eat me. <laughs> when we find our heroes now, you are all gathered just outside of the Cinco Macti School of Sciences in the town of Rosenport. 
because the professor has asked for one more task from all of you, which I will share with all of you and also read to our audiences right now. The letter reads as follows. Trusted associates, I have discerned something of the nature of these strange phenomena we've seen, and I think I have just the tool that may help. In my office at the Sinkomakti School of Sciences in Rosenport, you will find a small vial of a most potent substance that I, and by I, I mean you, will find useful later. It is an experimental magical herbicide. I plan to use it on the ivy growing over my office windows, but our current predicament may call for it instead. You'll find the vial in a cupboard on the wall behind my desk. It glows purple, so you can't miss it. Bring it back quickly so that we can move forward in these investigations. Professor Petros Lorimore. Well, I think okay. I think he's doubting my ability of rolling. Because I can't in roll. Real life, in real life, I hate herbicides and pesticides. I don't think Eklund would be against, like, hunting a monster with poison, but he would not like the idea of just pouring it on plants. So I'm going to say he's going on this kind of myth. <laughs> I mean, I really grown from a tree. That the rest of the party can't exactly discern why he agreed to. For some reason, even though this goes against all his principles, he's agreeing to do this. He cares about me. Aww. Well, we shouldn't be able to figure it out without a sense motive check or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason he's going on this. Aww. I'm so happy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, she's kind of at the, like, she was grown from a magical fey tree. Tree. So, you know, uh, you know, she doesn't hate it, but like, you know, she, she might look at it and be like, oh, that could have killed me when I was still a seed. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and the thing is also, he's doubting me, because Talia knows she's really unobservant sometimes, so like, you can't miss it. Like, I feel like that's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you have. Anyone who would like to figure out what they know about the university can give me any of the following roles. Diplomacy, Knowledge Local, Knowledge Arcana, or Knowledge History. Alright, I'm going to go to the best. Ooh, I think I have low. So, uh, Tali got a 26 on her diplomacy. Okay. Uh, well, that makes sense because you have attended that school. A two, actually, but that's not any better. No. And what did Azatha get on Knowledge Arcana? A six. All right. So we're not doing great. Sixteen on diplomacy. So here is here is what you can find out about the city. What you would know is that Rosenport is just near the cliffs of the sea, and its old architecture has an almost organic pattern with sharp steeples, flat-roofed manors, and a bubble-dome town hall. The campus of the school is among the town's labyrinthine avenues, and the grounds of the campus, which are normally immaculate, have actually become a little bit unkempt and weedy since the last time any of you have been here. This is wearing me out. Getting a 26, do I have, could I have found any rumors from anyone talking about why this is happening? No. Well, actually, with a 26, I will say that while you are making your way through the streets of the city and walking, you know, through the campus, you hear several students asking about the fact that the uh, the groundskeeper is clearly not doing his job and that some, you know, you'll even hear a couple of people say, has anyone seen M Mr. Green anywhere lately? So. Mr. Green? Gren. Mr. Gren. All right. Red. Green? Really? Oh, like, green. I'm sitting here like, 
A, that's my TIE Fighter nickname. B, I'm not a dude. C, I'm right here. <laughs> that's what you are able to hear okay. as you make your way to uh, Professor Lorimore's office. I probably know the way, because... You, you do. You know, it's part of my background trait. There is also, with the letter that came from Professor Lorimore, there was a key to the front door of his office. I have taken the key. So, when you make your way over to the office, um, the office is in a single-story, 20-foot by 20-foot square building made of limestone. It is covered by ivy vines, just as the professor mentioned, and they are, in fact, covering the window. The door of the office does have a lock, which you would expect. However, as you approach the door, you notice that the door is partially open. Oh, no. no it shouldn't open. be this easy. It shouldn't be this easy. All right, I am uh, pulling out a net. I manifest my, I manifest my claws. Well, a, yeah, I manifest my claws and uh, draw my corner staff at the same time. I'm just like, what's going on? So yeah, I will. Before pulling out my neck, I'll untuck my holy symbol because so that's that's now will keep me safe. Hopefully, I will fly forward and open the door. Does anyone else want to make any preparations before Talia opens the door? I don't know if I can. What do you want to do? Um, yeah, I just kind of hold my staff ready. Okay, Talia, as you open the door, the first thing you notice is that much like you, the contents of this room are floating. Oh. Almost as if they were loosened from the bounds of gravity. Um, there is a large oak desk which spins slowly in the center. There is a matching carved oak chair which floats near the ceiling. The walls are lined with bookshelves, but the books and countless other items that once rested there drift gently in midair. Uh, because of the ivy-covered windows, the room is only partially illuminated. Um, I don't have a combat map for this, but... Uh... Uh, all right, then. Um, <laughs> are we going to have to behind behind the what, what were you saying, Red? I immediately go to look behind the bookcases to see you. If, they, if the food was stolen. How are you going to get to the bookcases? Are you going to walk into the room? Yeah, I will carefully walk into the room. As soon as you begin into the room, you start floating. I'm going to oh, slide no. in. I have a proficiency in fly or whatever, so I'm going to kind of try to swim my way through the air after her. Okay, you have proficiency with fly, however, you are not flying. This just is a room where gravity does not work the way it's supposed to. I just want to swim myself over to Talia. I'm just kind of following her. You can do that. Can I maneuver fly or? Sure, give me a fly check. Oh no. Just the person who actually can fly. That is enough that you are, it's disorienting because up isn't up the way it's supposed to be, but you're quickly able to kind of maneuver and figure out where gravity starts going the other direction. So you can maneuver through the room. Um, question. Can I roll the knowledge? Just try to figure out what's going on. Sure. Do you have knowledge arcana? I think. Uh, it shows it on my character sheet. Okay, then sure, you can try it. So could uh, Azatha, because I believe she has it as well. I rolled a six, so that is a no. Well, that's a natural, that's a natural one. one. Oof. No, neither of you have any clue what could be making gravity go so wrong. Alright, well, um, um, can I find the vial that he's looking well, for? Well, uh, there was a cupboard up on the north wall that was where he I'll said fly. it was going to be. I'll fly over to the cupboard. Okay, you fly over to the cupboard. Do you open the cupboard? I'm gonna regret this choice, but yes! <laughs> when you open the cupboard, you see that it is empty. Of course it is. It's never easy. And as you notice this and tell tell your friends that it is empty. Guys, 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 it's empty, guys. There's nothing in this cupboard. Well, of course it's empty. That's because the man took it. Wait, what? Hold up, what? I look around. Of course it's empty. The man took it. Hush, mother. We know that. Who is... Hello? Hello. I, I manifest my claws and just kind of make this, like... Because it's, I have the owl uh, creature, I make this sort of a soft, like almost an owl noise, but you can tell I'm just like, it's basically my way of saying, what the? <laughs> well, guys, I don't think we need to be hostile right away. Um, Who are you? Please come out. 
I'm right here. Can't you see me? No. It is at this point that you notice that among the various knickknacks and books which are floating around the room, there is a large red leather tome, and its pages are flapping as the words are coming out. I'm going to walk over to the... I'm going to fly over to the tome. Okay. Um, uh, hello? Well, hello. Do you have a name? Well, of course we have names. I'm Noreen, and of course... Then there's Zame. Yes, mother. I'm Zame. And then there's Pelin. I'd rather not talk to you just just yet. I'm I'm a little shy. And this oh. is all coming from the same book. All right. Oh. Um, would it detect magic on the book? Because <laughs> uh, I wish I had. I don't. Do you have to have spellcraft to like to use it? What? Like a rag. Oh, are the rifles marked by the little asterisk? The asterisk skills are skills that cannot be used untrained. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So if you don't have a rank and a skill and it has an asterisk next to it, you can't use it. Uh, but yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, is this, does this read as magic? Y- yes. <laughs> can I spellcraft? Obviously. Can I spellcraft? You can. Alright, come on, good rolls. Hey, that's a decent roll. That is a good... This book is definitely magical. It is not registering as any of the schools of magic that you are used to. All right. It is also not manifesting as either arcane or divine magic. Uh Uh-huh. It's just a sentient book. It's psychic magic. Oh, did we guess on what the spell might be with it? Looking at the book, you can also see the title of the book on on the spine. Oh. It says, The Collected Wisdom and Secrets of the Laure- Laurelia. I will type that into the chat for you. Okay. Uh, so, what about this man? Well, the man took the book. Uh, what did he look Not like? the book, the vial. The vial, yeah. Yes. The man took it. But mother, mother, we, 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 we really shouldn't tell them. Unless they tell us things about the world. Wait, I can, wait, you want to know things about the world? I yes, I, I want to know cool. things about the world. Oh, God, why are you like this? You see her eyes sparkle like Talia has been waiting her entire life to gossip about the world. Okay. Talia just be like, all right, what what do you want to know about the world? Uh, Like other races? Well, let me speak, Mother and Pelin, please. Why? Why can't I speak? After all, I'm the smartest of all of us. Stop. (laughs) How about we begin with who is currently ruling this region of Ustalov? Who is currently ruling this region of Ustalov? She would know. I don't. I've heard this because I've lived in the woods for the last 30 years. Don't talk to me. I don't. And who is it? That would actually be a knowledge local check. Oh, wait, really? I, I don't actually know who's ruling. You live in the woods. I, 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 I am knowledge local. Oh, roll it. Fine. That's a 20. 20 total. Yes. Uh, the current king is, well, it's not a king, but it is Prince Aduard Ordranti III. I will rattle off that name because I cannot say that. <laughs> oh, the third? Eduard or Dante or Dante yes. the third. Yes. Up here. Uh, yes, the third. Why? That's been quite some time then. How are they dancing oh. now? What are, what what do the dances look like? I know dancing. Tell me, please tell me, or I'll melt your brain. I will tell her everything because I have performed dance. <laughs> Eklund is just banging his head on a bookshelf in the back. <laughs> I know how they dance. I have performed dance and will start telling them this. So yeah, I will tell them how we, some of the different dances, sometimes some of the ones that we just end up doing in the bar when, you know, people are just having fun. Some of the more formal ones, some of the more, like, typical ones, you know, everything I know about dance. <laughs> we can dance if you want to. No. <laughs> you can leave your friends behind. No. <laughs> After Talia finishes, you know, explaining 
far more about dance than they would ever wish to know. <laughs> the the first four responds, Well then, two days ago, there was a wild-eyed man dressed like a farmer, covered in dirt, rushed in here, broke open the cupboard behind that desk, and then he took a vial from it, and suddenly everything in the room started floating around. It was quite a sight watching him kick and spin in the air. Eventually, he made his way back out, but not before he'd cursed poor Professor Lorimar up and down. He kept yelling about the greenhouse and about how he was going to be too late. About what house? Yeah, what? The greenhouse. Sorry, back here because Professor Lorimore is going to be very angry if he comes back to his office and finds the finds us missing. Um, I mean, we're going to actually mm-hmm. going to be meeting with him afterwards, so. Well, fine. Okay. Um, I will pick up the book wait. and fly out. Can I? So, Eklund is, can I have him checking out the ivy by the window to see if it's got anything? Like, why would you craft a magical herbicide if you had normal ivy growing outside your window? You can just tear that off. You can't. Sure, give me a knowledge nature check. 17. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of strange because the ivy outside the window looks perfectly normal. It doesn't show any signs of weird magical growth. It doesn't show any signs that it's been poisoned or affected by anything yet. Hmm. I'm starting to distrust Lorimore like, a lot. Or, I mean, my thought was just, you know, you don't want to start by testing it out in a very dangerous situation. Sure. Like, we don't start testing medicines on humans. We start with, like, rats and wow. stuff. Mm. You know, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. You test on normal ivy, cause then if it, and then you move up onto more magical stuff. Mm. So, my friends are still struggling to move in this room, aren't they? Yes. I have I'm rope. I'm um, like, hanging onto the door frame so that I don't float everywhere. <laughs> I have owl powers, so I'm a bit more, like, I can't fly or anything, but I have enough maneuverability in the air that I, I kind of I kind of wiggle my way back to the door, grabbing onto a few cables to help me move. <laughs> okay. I can, uh, if anyone needs, I have rope, so I can just, like, pull you all out. I think Alyris was smart enough to not enter the room. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so then, I think I've grabbed the book. And be like, all right, uh, do I know where the greenhouse is? What do you got taking 10 on, uh, diplomacy? 18. Yeah, then yes, you would, you would know where the greenhouse was. Uh, then let's go to the greenhouse. Okay. Because if this dude's about to be poisoning plants, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't. So, yeah, I'll start leading us to the greenhouse. Okay, you make your way across the campus to the greenhouse. The whole time, the different voices in the book keep chattering at you, uh, wanting to know things about what's changed on campus and having you hold the book up so they can see which buildings have been torn down. And I will happily start talking to them. <laughs> Let's just say that Eklund's just rolling his eyes and basically everything the book says. Eventually, you make your way over to the greenhouse. It's not too far away from uh, Laura Moore's office. Anyone who has survival can give me a survival check or a perception check, although the survival check will be easier. I... Uh, let me just see what I have a better bonus in. I do have a better bonus in survival. I have a perception 15. in... Uh, 13 perception. Okay. I have a 10 on my survival. So red got a 13 on perception, blue got a 10 on survival, Eklund got a 15 on survival, and yellow got a 22 on perception. So, Illyris and Eklund, both of you notice, probably because you're less enamored with the magic talking book, (laughs) you both notice that there were actually muddy footprints that were leading uh, up to the professor's office, and then you see them uh, leading, heading back out back to the greenhouse. In addition to mud, you can even see little bits of what looks like fertilizer mixed in with the mud. 
eventually you do get to the greenhouse. The greenhouse is constructed from wrought iron and glass. It is 40 feet tall. It is elegantly arched and smoothly curved. It's about basically a 50 foot by 40 foot greenhouse. Um, however, the gate on the western end has been bent out of shape and swings off of a single hinge. Can I make a check to kick down the door because I don't see the point of leaving anything like that? Like, I'm just made a new one to kick down the door. Sure. Give me a, just a strength check. Okay. Yeah. 18. Eklund walks over and with a solid kick from his uh, stony legs, kicks the gate off of its hinge. Was there a need to do that? No. I just go, it was useless, and they could melt it down and make a new one. Uh, and, uh, Toya looks exasperated, like, oh, fine. And she'll fly past. So you fly into the room? Yep. All right. Let's go to the map. Uh, quick note, I'm about five, ten feet off the ground. Well, then I will rearrange things to put you in front because you said you'd be in front. Okay. Was it just this small? It is very small. It's only okay. 40 feet by 50 feet. Okay. When you fly into this room, the air in this room is humid, as it should be. Um, and it, it, there is a strong scent of growing plants. There are the rich odors of earth and mud and the sweet, crisp note of flowering plants. There is a freshwater spring which burbles gently ahead of you. She, she's filled. She likes this. I need a perception check from the party. Oh, come on. I just got my character sheet all small. That's a 19 I rolled. Well, total 19. Yeah, a 20. Natural 20 for Azatha. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's a six from Eklund. Eklund is still very pleased with himself for kicking down the gate. And Aliris? Aliris has an eight. Right, so, speaking of that guy. So, there's one thing that everyone notices, and something that only two of you are going to notice. The first thing you all notice is that in, the, in this greenhouse, the plants don't look normal. Um, they are overgrown with strangely twisted limbs. Some of them have very pale leaves. And the branches and leaves all kind of turn, and you get the feeling that they're looking at you. Hello, friends. The other thing you all notice is on the ground in front of you, not very far in front of you at all, there is a uh, vial, which is purple and glows faintly. Talia and Ek and uh, Azatha, you both notice a body over here. Oh. Uh, guys? That, that's, a, that's a body. Eklund sees it, immediately jumps three feet in the air, swears in Terran, and um, draws his quarterstaff and, in one hand and is slinging in the other with his claws. Okay. He literally has every weapon he has out. And a five-foot float there. Like a ship right there. Okay. Right in front of the vial and grab it. Okay. Everyone's going to move over here because he just kind of wants to be, he's got, anymore, he's just got to like, Talia, my child, I will keep you safe. <laughs> As Olya reaches for the vial, I keep a very close eye on the plants so that they like, don't make a move. Okay. Because they probably don't want to die. And what is Aliris doing? Um, I'll probably just follow Azatha. Okay. As Azatha reaches for the, or as, sorry, as Talia reaches for the vial, uh, a couple of things are going to happen. I know. But the most notable is that coming out of the bushes over here, there is... Okay. Okay. Um, what Ew. Which I will go ahead and share an image with all of you right now. Hold on. One... I don't even want it. Do we have to? <laughs> you don't want the image? Okay. No, it's, it's, I mean, I want to see it. It just looks hideous. I want to see it. I just don't think I actually do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not hideous on the inside. I don't care. I don't know. It probably is. in D&D &D that are, like, there are very few beings in D&D &D that can look like that on the outside and not look like that on the inside. Actually, how about uh, anyone who wishes can give me a knowledge nature check to try to identify this thing? I have nature. You do? 
I'm better at survival, but I have nature. I just realized I actually don't have any rings in it, so I shouldn't be rolling. You shouldn't. Ah, with a 22, you actually recognize something about this. So let me show to everyone. So, you notice that growing across this man, there is a thick sheet of filthy green fungus, which you recognize as Mind Slaver Mold. Oh. Mind Slaver Mold is an infestation from the world of Fae that is particularly common in remote forests, islands, and mountain valleys, where it is sometimes worshipped as a strange god by isolated primitive tribes. The mold is joined together by a single consciousness, although individual patches retain their own gold. With a 22 on your uh, total, you can get two useful pieces of information about the Mind Slaver, the Mind Slaver mold. I mean, I know what the obvious two are, which is what affects it and what doesn't affect it. But for some reason, my first, I've decided my first question is going to be, what is its intelligence stat? Because I want to know how smart this thing is. The Mind Slaver mold is smarter than most humans, but is not genius level intelligence. I'm guessing, 12, I'm guessing 12 or 15. Yep. Okay, and my other question is, what is it weak to? The Mind Slaver Mold does not have any particular weaknesses. However, it is resistant to acid. Alright, so, excuse okay. me. Um, so the picture that you shared, um, uh, it looks like moss, but it says it's mold. Um... Is it a fungus, or no? It is a fey plant. It isn't really a fungus or moss. It's my, Being called mold is just what people call it. It's a right, fey so... plant that, pe that doesn't follow any classifications of plants from our world. I have also one question. Yes? Being a fey, do I know if the person it's possessing, it's controlling, are they alive? At the moment, yes. So, we gotta be careful not to kill the person. So, it is starting to move towards you, and so I am going to need initiative from the party. So, Eklan yeah. had a 16. Yep. And... Yeah, stop taking all the good rolls. Azatha had a 3. Yeah. It happens. And I will roll for the mold. So, we're just fighting the mold and not the person. Yeah, right? we don't want to hurt the person. Okay. All right. So, Elyris, you have the highest initiative. The mold or the the infected person is starting to approach towards you. What do you wish to do? Okay. So, I actually have a question. I have an answer. Actually, Talia. Yeah. You still have any nets left? I still have two nets. Cause we could approach this like just incapacitate it, and then just go all scrub brush on the mold. I'm on board with that. I, I have claws. I could pretty easily just tear it off. And I mean, I well, no, we probably should use a weapon for that, because if, if I touch it, maybe I'll get infected. Yeah. Yeah. Also, my quarterstaff deals bludgeoning damage, so I wouldn't have to decapitate it. I can just bonk it upside the head and knock it out. Another thing, uh, do we have any gloves with us? Because I feel like we're not going to want to touch this thing. Probably not. I would say that it is quite probable that Illyris has gloves because Illyris is a rogue and understands the importance of not touching things. I would say it is extremely unlikely that Eklund has gloves because Eklund manifests claws which would tear gloves apart. I do not think it seems likely that Talia would have gloves. That doesn't seem like her style. Nature's all around us, and you can't feel nature with gloves. Exactly. And Azatha? I'll leave that up to uh, Red. What do you think? Do you think Azatha would wear gloves? Her being who she is, and careful and stuff, she would probably have some on hand. Okay. Okay. Well, gloves. In any case, it is Alyris's turn. What do you want to do? Okay, I guess I have to do something then. Or you can, or you can hold. I don't really want to attack the person because I mean, if I stab them, it's not going to really do much to the mold as much as killing the person. I will tell you this: it is possible to stab the mold without stabbing the person. It is not automatic, but you can make an attack roll against the mold and try to hit the mold and not the person. 
How fast is it moving? You haven't seen it move yet. It's still... I mean, it, it just stepped out of the bushes. So you don't know how fast it can move, but... There's no reason to think that the person it is infesting is going to move any slower than a normal person can move. I guess I could try to stab the mold. You can try that. I'm not sure what else I could really do. You can get to it in six... I don't want to get too close to it, and I mean, if I do, I'm going to be wearing gloves and, like, trying to push it away from me. Maybe I'll get somewhat closer and try to stab the mold or something. I think I'll... How far am I allowed to move? You can move six spaces on the map as a, as a regular action. And you have to be adjacent to attack with any of the weapons that you own. I have to be right next to him? Yep. Okay. Alright, so you move up to it. And I stab the mold. You uh, will hit the mold. However, uh, the mold, as you stab... Wait, it can't make a reflex save because it is still flat-footed. It hasn't acted yet. Feet. Which also means uh, you can actually, strangely enough, get sneak attack damage on the mold. <laughs> I'm fighting mold or a plant. Yep. What would we call this? <laughs> it's called Mind Slaver Mold. Oh, okay. So sneak attack. Yep. Nice. Uh, tell the audience what you rolled for damage. Um. Okay. I will do that. Six. All right. So that's a total of seven points of damage with your rapier as you stab into the mold and do not touch the person underneath it. Yay. Yay. Uh, Eklund, you are up next. All right. Um, I can't... Are these five-foot squares? Yes. Man, I can't move very far at all. So I'm going to get down here, which is as far as I can move, and try to hit it with my sling. Okay. You can do that. Tell the audience what you rolled. Yes, a six will miss with your sling. So you, as you run forward, you swing your sling, and the rock goes wild, and hits the glass of the greenhouse. No. Talia, you're up. Uh, well, can I, did I actually finish grabbing the vial? Uh, no, you were reaching for it when he right. stepped out. Move action to grab it. Okay. Standard action, because I had a net out in my hand. Yep. Is to throw the net at this thing. I throw five fingers for it. Okay, so you... You're going to fly foot float forward? Yeah. Okay. And throw my net at it. At, okay. Roll it. My net is still not under an attack, so I have to use ranged. Well, you should add it to your attacks. Yeah, I should, but I haven't yet. That's a natural 20. Can I try to confirm? You can attempt to confirm the natural 20. God, this is my set. I've only thrown my net twice, and it's another crit red. Yep. That is a 5 to That is like, will not confirm, but that is enough to uh, entangle the creature in your net. I hope. So, it now has the entangled condition. Are you talking to the person or to the mold? Mold. Okay. Does mold have ears? Better. Uh, you'd be surprised. In, uh, no, you cannot roll diplomacy. It is it is hard to convince something that you don't want to hurt it when you, one of your friends has stabbed it, another one has thrown a rock on it, and you've just put it in a net. I'm sorry. <laughs> on its turn, the mouth of the man opens... And in Sylvan... I know that. I'm... I... I... Wait, I don't... I might know that. I don't I, know I, what I the language is. I don't know. I think it's you know the, the language of the Fae. Yeah, it is the language of the Fae. And it says... Oh, I do know that. Okay, well, it says in Sylvan, If you don't want to hurt me, let me spread. Yeah, never mind. Ew, no. I thought goes, what did it say? Uh, it wants to spread. Never mind. It will five oh, foot step, it will five foot step away from, uh, Elyris. And from the man's, uh, it can still move while it is entangled. 
The entangled condition means that it moves at half speed, it cannot run or charge, and it takes a minus two penalty to attack rolls and a minus four to dexterity. You can use a second action with the net to try to actually make it helpless. As it So as it says that, the mold kind of lifts a pseudopod off the back of the man's back. Oh, a what? A little pseudopod of mold and plant matter. Oh, no. And the pseudopod points itself at Eklund. Oh, no. Oh, not me. I'm like 40 feet away. You're like 20 feet away. Sorry, I'm still counting in 10. And it fires a spore pod at you. Oh, oh crap. At least you're positive. Will a 13 hit your touch AC? Uh, give me a sec. I've never used that before. So right next to your AC? 11. Shoot. Okay. So when it hit, when the, 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 the pod hits you and bursts open, little green bits of plant matter falling all over you, I need... Oh. A fortitude save. Of course. I think you're good at this. 21! Okay. You manage to turn your head and ho- basically hold your breath to avoid inhaling any of the uh, spores. Well, I took damage, didn't I? Nope. No damage. Oh. The spores hit you, but you make your will, your, your, your fortitude save, so you are fine for now. Illyris, you are close enough, though, that you notice that even though you stabbed the uh, the plant material, it looks like it is starting to regrow. It doesn't. Oh. It doesn't look like it is regrowing all of the damage that you did to it, but it's regrowing some of it. Um, Azatha, you are up. I don't really want to attack this random guy, but I don't want the mold to spread, so I'm gonna see how far my heavenly fire goes. I have two lightning, so we can this out. Um, I will point out that magic missile always unerringly hits its target. Hmm. I kind of don't want the mold to ever, like, spread again. <laughs> and, um, no offense to the mold, but I kind of want it to be wiped out, you know? That makes sense. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. Definitely fire. Oh, Wait, let's see how far, because the range is 30 feet. You're fine. Um, You're fine right there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I shoot heavenly fire, like, in that general area and at the guy. Oh, no. Okay. What does heavenly fire do? Um, re- unleashes a ray of heavenly fire. Uh, a little off. This is an evil creature. Well, that is an interesting question, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's uh, probably evil to us, but not in a general evil way. It has its own goals. Well, I will tell you this. As you point a finger at the creature and the mold, your your the 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 heavenly fire blasts out of your finger, and actually, I don't know if it hits. Oh, no. 13 will just hit its touch AC, um, because it is entangled in the net. Otherwise, it would not, actually, but... Oh, oh, I'm so glad it did. However, this is the first time you guys will have encountered something like this before. I need Azatha to make a caster level check. Oh, God. Hmm. What is that? And a seven. A seven. So you, the fire bursts out of your finger. It looks like it's going to hit it. And then it just kind of melts away around the creature. Almost as if the creature has some sort of resistance to spells. I kind of look down at my finger and like, what? No, spell resistance? That would be your guess. We are now at the beginning of round two. Alyrus, the creature is in a net. It is the, the the mold has been stabbed once. It fired a seed pod at Eklin. What do you want to do? Is stabbing it really the most efficient way to do it, or can we just go all scrub brush on it or something? <laughs> Stab the mold. Stab the mold. I don't know. Okay. 
I'm thinking is like I don't have really many other options. You'd think like a weed whacker would be an efficient weapon. But <laughs> I mean, you've got a vial of uh, plant. I thought of the weed whacker himself, rolling a tooth covered in wool. the vial. You've got a vial of herbicide. Talia has it. Well, Talia has it. Can I take it from Talia? You'd have to move over to her and then take it as an action, but you could. Or you could just tell her to throw it. Uh, okay. Uh, Talia, throw the vial. Throw the vial. Alright. But it's not her turn. No, it's not. In the meantime, so do you want to do anything or do you want to hold your action, Alaris? While I wait for her to throw the vial or something, I guess I could try to stab the mold. Okay. Yeah. It is easier to hit right now. That is true. Maybe there's a better way to deal with it, but you know what? It's not like I have a lot of options, so I guess I'll stab the mold. <laughs> Yay. Tell the audience what you rolled. Which is a natural 20, which is a critical threat. You got a 12 on your confirmation. A 12 would not normally be enough to confirm. However, the creature is entangled. And so that the 12 will hit. Not useful. Yay. <laughs> so you stab the mold for four points of damage. However, now that it is no longer flat-footed, as you stab, the mold tries to writhe away from where your blade is stabbing so that you end up stabbing the poor guy instead. Gosh, darn it. However, I only got a 13 on his uh, reflex save, which is not high enough, so you do stab the mold. Stab the mold! Stab the mold! Uh, that takes us to Eklund. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go with my corner stab, because A, if it, like, if it still do a damage, you didn't say it has resistance to poisoning damage. And B, if it hits the guy underneath, the worst it can do is knock him out. That's not true. Bludgeoning damage is still lethal, but... Okay. But can't... In D&D, &D, you can make a rule to knock a... You can... In D&D, &D, you can specify a before and after damage. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so the, the way it works in Pathfinder is you can make an attack do non-lethal damage. I will tell you, however, the plant is immune to non-lethal damage. So if you are trying to do non-lethal damage, you won't hurt the plant if you hit it. Okay, then I'm just going for it. I mean, it's a commoner and he hasn't taken damage. I'm assuming it's a commoner and he hasn't taken damage yet. But I'm not sure I'm going to go with my claws. I think I'm going to use my core stuff. Okay. Why are you doing this? Well, I miss anyway. That's an eight. You are also going to have to move first. Because you, you can't hit someone with your quarterstaff from 30 feet away. <laughs> okay, I'm over here. Do I get to re-roll it? No. Eklund swings with his quarterstaff, but misses. Talia. By the by, I made a goof. We're not going to undo it. However, you can only throw your net 10 feet. The net has a range of 10 feet. You can throw it further if you completely let go of it. But then you can't try to, like, control the creature who is caught in it. All right. So, I'm going to move. Okay. I'm going to go up as well. Okay. How? More than just a bit. It's 40 feet high, so you can fly pretty high up. Yeah. That was like, one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. I have like 40 feet of fly. Mm-hmm. So you could go another 10 feet up in the air without having to make a fly check. I'll do that then. Okay. So that makes you 15 feet up. How big is this file? Not huge. I mean, in your hands, it's pretty big because it's designed for a medium-sized creature, but it's, you know, something that a normal person could throw with one hand. All right, here's the bigger thing. Do I think I need to use all of it? Probably. That's true. It's kind of an all-or-nothing move. And we're also flying over the water. We don't want to pour it in the water. Well, no, I'm not doing that. I know, but, like, it's a mess. If you just um, only get one shot. Try to throw it on him. With my standard. Okay. Do that as just a ranged attack against its touch. Alright. 19. A 19 will hit its entangled touch AC. Um, What's that damage? <laughs> uh, 
Um, I need you to roll 2d8. 2d8 plus. Just 2d8. So it's 2d8, so that's 16. Wow. Yeah. Oh. oh, wow. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. The damage effects of the herbicide is that it does 2d8 points of damage against a plant creature and gives it one negative level. Oh. 16 points of damage left it with five hit points. Oh. And the negative level. A negative level gives you minus five temporary hit points. It is at zero hit points. <laughs> and it needs to make a will save. Uh-huh. It's an intelligent plant. It has a will. A will to live. Okay. So Talia dr- drops the herbicide on it. Most of the mold starts withering and burning off of this guy. And it screams through his voice. And that is all it does on its turn. Azatha, <laughs> what would you like to do? Well, considering that magic missile is a spell, would, um, but the spell, um, like, conjures an object. So would the object also count as a spell going against the plant? Magic Missile is still subject to spell resistance, so you'd still have to make the caster level check. However, uh, it will automatically hit the plant. It will. There's no chance of it missing, and there's no chance of it hitting the dude instead. So it might still be your best choice. Well, then I will definitely do that. Okay. Would you tell the audience what you rolled for damage on that magic missile? Uh, five force. All right, I'm going to point out for any of our listeners who have not been paying attention, because I have, that Azatha has fired her magic missile a total of five times so far in this campaign. Every single time it has done five damage. I think what's coming through floor. Oh. It, which is ridiculous. So, would you like to, would, would you please give me a caster level check to see if you are able to overcome the creature's spell resistance? Okay. 18. Alright, so, Azatha gestures, a glowing arrow appears, it flies through the air, going through the holes in the net, striking the remnants of the plants that are still clinging to this man's body. And he screams as the plant dissipates off of him. Oh. <laughs> he collapses to the ground. He, uh, he looks to be unconscious, but the little bits of plant material that are still clinging to him are kind of withering away and... Sl- sloughing off of his body. Does he look uninjured? Uh, you can give me a he- heal check. Sure. I'll be right there. Fourteen. You're not sure. Oh. Oop. Um, can I stabilize him? Sure. How would you want to do that? By casting stabilize? You can certainly cast stabilize on him. Sure he doesn't die? Yep. Uh, he is unconscious, but he looks to be breathing and alive. Looking at the, I mean, again, with your heel checks, you don't know what's wrong. You are certain that he is going to survive, but he is unconscious and he looks just, he looks rough. He looks like, you know, bad things have happened to him. Um, he looks emaciated now that you, now that he doesn't have the mold wrapped around him. His muscles just look withered and drained. Cure light. You can cast Cure Light, sure. Okay. I mean, he looks better, but, I mean, you're guessing it's just at this point there's probably some ability damage and possibly even lingering disease that would need to be cured, which is beyond your current magical abilities. Well, he looks like he's more than five pounds. Yes. So I can't carry him. I turn to Talia and say, show the book, um, show him to the book. <gasps> yeah, book! Yeah, I'll pull out the book. Yes? What? Well, that's the man who came and took the vial, yes. All right. Uh, you, you threatened to uh, vote my mind. 
I didn't threaten to melt your mind. No, that that was me. I was the oh. one. But I wouldn't have actually done it. Or would I? No, none of us actually still have any of our psychic abilities. My sister just likes to try to show off. Hey. Um, guys, do you think we should try to find out where this came from? It came from the room of the Wait, should we maybe go check out the other body? You certainly can. I'm gonna go find out. I do it. I shall follow as well. I'm gonna acknowledge local. Can I do that? Sure, what are you trying to find out? Do I know this man? Yeah, give me knowledge local. 17. Uh, yes, so you do recognize this man. Um, the man whose body it is, is a man named Alaren Quinn, who was one of the assistant gardeners at the university. Hmm. We should bury him. But before that, I'm gonna leave him. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, he does not have anything of value on him. He's wearing just ordinary clothes. They look really badly decomposed. They look eaten through. And his body just looks horribly drained, horribly just withered. You would guess that the, the mold probably drained his, you know, literally drained his life from him. Okay. Um, we should bury him. Yeah, I said that. So and every time, it doesn't have to be an unmarked grave, which is good. Uh, um, should we tell his relatives or something? I don't know. I believe you can do that. I don't know them. I, I don't know. Can I cast less to make sure he doesn't rise as undead? You can, sure. I just, I remember that, like, there are some things that, like, if you bless it, the body, it won't rise. Sure. I mean, it can't hurt. Yeah, sure. Okay, plus. Okay. And four, dude. And also, all of you get a plus one morale bonus on attack rolls in case they fight. Uh, can, can someone let me out of this net? Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go over and get him out of my net. So looking at him, yes, you do recognize that the man who was covered in the mold was Silas Gren, who was the lead gardener and, um, you know, the, the, the groundskeeper of, of the university. No, no, I, 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 I remember. I was, I was, I, I was aware the whole time that thing was on me. Oh no, that's terrible. Yeah. Ethan puts his sunglasses on so that his literal emerald eyes don't scare the guy. I kind of look away and hope that he did not remember me saying um, I would kind of uh, shoot fire at him. <laughs> No, I, it was maybe uh, two days ago, I came out to the greenhouse, I noticed that, that, that poor Quinn had been infested, I, I'm very good at my job, I knew immediately what, what had happened to him, and that's, that's why I, I went to Professor Lorimore's office, I knew he had been developing that that herbicide and i hoped that i could get rid of the mold and 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 maybe even save quinn but when i got back here it must have realized that i saw it and it set a trap and i opened the gate and i was overcome and thank you thank you so much it's okay uh, we're happy to have helped now very suspicious of the professor because he said we might need it and um said yeah. we needed it. I heard this was like, yeah, how does he know? Oh yeah. but um sir? Yes. Um, about this this Quinn guy, uh could you help perhaps contact his relatives if he has any? Uh yes, of course. He didn't 
he didn't have family, at least nothing local, but but he did have a fiance. I, I I'll I'll make sure to 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 contact her and let her know. <laughs> yeah, and I might stick around to help with the body and everything. Oh, alright. Pathfinder images are the property of Paizo and are used with permission.